builders, as followers of Christ. Christ is looking to build things inside of you, building his spirit. And he's also doing that because he wants you to build his kingdom outside in this world. That kind of makes sense. But we're going to look at characters in the Bible who God used to build his kingdom. And so today I want to look in the book of Genesis and deal with a guy we all know and love by the name of Noah. Genesis 6, chapter 9, and it reads as thus. This is the account of Noah and his family. Noah was a righteous man, blameless among the people of his time, and he walked faithfully with God. Noah had three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Now the earth was corrupt in God's sight and was full of violence. God saw how corrupt the earth had become, for all the people on earth had corrupted their ways. So God said to Noah, I am going to put an end to all people, for the earth is filled with violence because of them. I am surely going to destroy both them and the earth. So make yourself an ark of cypress wood, make rooms in it, and coat it with pitch inside and out. This is how you are to build it. The ark is to be 300 cubits long, 50 cubits wide, and 30, 30 cubits high. Make a roof for it, leaving below the roof an opening one cubit high all around. Put a door in the side of the ark and make lower, middle, and upper decks. I'm going to bring flood waters on the earth to destroy all life under the heavens every creature that has the breath of life in it. Everything on earth will perish, but I will establish my covenant with you, and you will enter the ark, you and your sons and your wife and your sons' wives with you. You are to bring into the ark two of all living creatures, male and female, to keep them alive with you, two of every kind of bird, of every kind of animal, of every kind of creature that moves along the ground will come to you to be kept alive. You are to take every kind of food that is to be eaten and store it away as food for you and for them. Noah did everything just as God commanded him. Going back up to in the verse 17, everything on earth will perish. Verse 18 says, but I will establish my covenant with you, and you will enter the ark, you and your sons and your wife and your sons' wives with you. Father God, we ask that you use this message, use this time to help us to see how we can become kingdom builders. Help us to see how you are building in us continually your kingdom, and how we can be better used in this coming year to show the world how your kingdom is thriving. Lord, I ask that you consecrate me now by the power of your grace so divine. Let my soul look up with a steadfast faith, and let my will be wrought in thine. In the wonderful and matchless name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Talking of building, being builders, 
everyone has a role. We all have roles that we play in life, multiple roles that we play. I first started off, I was a son, right? Pretty easy role starting off. Got to do kind of whatever I wanted. And then you get a little older and you have a little more demands and you realize what that role means, the expectations that come with having a role. And then I was a brother. I had a sister, sibling. And I had to figure out what that meant, to have to share my parents with someone, having to have people tell me who weren't my parents try and tell me what to do and who to be. And so we fall into these roles based on how we are growing up. And as we get older, some of us, we become married or we get in relationships. And so we have a different kind of role. It's not a blood role. We're not necessarily uh, have to be with these people, but we choose who we allow in our lives. And so the role changes a bit. But who we are coming up is who we are when those people meet us. And so as we look at ourselves now, whatever station in life you find yourself, whether you're still just a son, a daughter, maybe you're a sibling, maybe you're a husband or a wife, maybe you're a father, a mother, whatever the multiple roles you find yourself in, God is always constructing us to be a certain way. It's easy for us to just fall into the role. Maybe you haven't thought about it much. It's easy for us to just play the roles out as they come, to be reactionary to life. Well, this is where I am, so this is the cards I've been dealt. Let me do the best that I can. Well, I want to challenge us a bit today to go beyond just the role that life has given us and to look at the role that God has placed inside of us. See, because regardless of what the outside influences are, there is a greater power inside of us that is pulling us and pushing us to be more than the roles that we simply play out in life. And so today I want to look at this scripture, look at Noah in particular as a man playing a role, but not just on the outside, but how God uses him to fulfill his kingdom building purpose. So I want to look at three things in Noah. And maybe there are three characteristics that we all kind of look for in ourselves. First is being accountable. I think we all can relate to that. Second is being a believer being a believer. And finally, this one's a little different, but being a worshiper. A person that worships things. See, if we look in the scripture, we find Noah, and the Bible says that Noah was a righteous man, blameless among the people 
of the world. Well, I can't relate to that. I might think sometimes that I can be righteous. I'm sure I can be self-righteous whenever I feel like it. But I'm surely not blameless. And many of us, maybe we're not blameless. There are plenty of things we can look at our lives and say, yeah, I could have done that better. But one thing about Noah, it also says, even though he was blameless, that he walked faithfully with God. Now that's something that we can do. We can walk faithfully with God. Faithfully means consistently, like on a regular basis. And whenever I think of building something, we were talking about this earlier, anytime you're building something, you have to have a foundation. There has to be a cornerstone, that single solitary piece that all the other blocks are built around. Now we know from scripture that Christ is our cornerstone. I think we sung that today. So as being the cornerstone, it means that it is the first thing we should look at when we are examining ourselves, when we are thinking about our role and who we are and what we're trying to do, the things we're trying to build in our lives, our goals and plans, we need to have a foundation. We need to have a cornerstone. And so Christ should be our cornerstone. Well, what does that mean? That means that in our thinking, in our processing of trying to figure things out, we need to look to Christ first in making decisions. And see, when we do that, it begins to change how we see everything else around us. Because when we put Christ first, well, what does that mean? It means when we think about not just a risk of what would Jesus do, but we are making our belief system totally centered around our belief in Christ. That we say, yeah, I do follow this Jesus. I have invited the Spirit to dwell with me. So that means the Spirit is operating inside of me. The Spirit is trying to communicate to me on a daily basis. But am I listening? What's the first thing I do in the morning? As soon as I wake up, am I acknowledging Christ? Am I acknowledging that there is the spirit in me that is pushing me, that wants me to grow in it? Am I giving it that space? And see, we begin to find ourselves walking on a more consistent path when we intentionally put Christ first in our thinking. See, Noah says as he walked faithfully with God, but the world around him was all corrupted. In God's sight, it was full of violence. I think we can relate to that. The world we find ourselves in today is quite similar. And so in this instance, God's saying, I'm just going to wipe it all out and start over. Well, thankfully, that's not going to happen now. He's not going to wipe it all out. 
because he's already wiped us all clean. He doesn't have to bring a physical flood to make things perish because he brought a spiritual flood that pours through us. And every time we turn to him, every time we say, Lord, I ask you to help me in this situation, help me to see what it is you're doing, that flood washes over us. And if we allow it, if we surrender to it, then it renews us. And it gives us a beginning to see what it is God wants to do. See, there's things we're struggling with right now. Things that have us down. New Year didn't quite start the way I wanted it to. Things aren't going exactly the way I thought they would. In the midst of that, I turn to the spirit that has more power than I have. And I say, spirit, what are you going to do? Can you help me in this situation? Can you show me what it is you want me to do? If we believe that God can actually show up in our situation, then we'll begin to see what God is doing. There are obstacles that we're going to go through. What's going to carry us through? What is the foundation of our belief system? See, if it's me, if it's what I know to do, then that's where I'm always going to turn. If it's my strength, if it's a loved one, when I'm in trouble, I turn to them to help me out every time pick up the phone and I call them every time something goes wrong, then when they can't figure it out, what do I do? Where do I turn to in those situations? But if we find solutions in our foundation, if we know from where our help truly comes from, then when we can't figure it out, we'll know where to turn. See, a lot of times, Ava comes to me and we do homework together. And homework is basically something simple, you know, tracing letters, writing her name. And she loves to do something. As soon as we start doing it, she just says, oh, daddy, I can't do it. I say, really? I mean, you're just tracing a letter. Oh, daddy, I can't do it. I don't know. And I say, okay. And at first, I would jump in. i say, okay, well look, this is how you do it. Let me show you again. Here you go, now let's do it together. She do it a little more. Oh, daddy, I can't do it. And then I realized, oh, you're playing a little game with me, right? This is your way of getting attention. This is how we're interacting. I can't, so daddy will, right? So when I figured that out, when she said, I can't, I just ignored her. I said, yes, you can. And I kept doing what I was doing. Well, well, but daddy, look, I can't. Yes, you can. You got it. I'm doing this. Do your homework. And so she started doing it because it wasn't fun anymore. And lo and behold, she finishes it up. And now what she does, she doesn't even ask. She sits down. She does it. And then she wants to run and show me, look what I did, dad. I did it all without you. 
And then I celebrate. Look at that. Look how smart you are. And that's kind of how we become in our relationships. We find these crutches in life. And we lean on those crutches. We continually look for those things to help us out when we're going through tough situations. And it's not that God's ignoring that. Quite the opposite. He's saying, okay, as long as you got it, then I'm okay. But when you're ready, stop banging your head against the wall. And you want to see how I can really grow you through this. To not just take you through it so you finish, but so that you finish in my glory. So that you finish and produce something that's going to glorify my name. That's when we become kingdom builders. See, Noah had to build an ark. God told him exactly how to do it. And he showed him not just how and every single way of doing it, but he said, once you build it, I want you to go into the ark. And this is the interesting part to me, because a lot of things we do in life, we build things that we're proud of. We do things that we stick our chest out about. I did that. I graduated. I finished. I got the job that I wanted. I did the thing that I set out to do. Look at what I did. But within that, we sit and we gaze at our ark. We look at our ark and how beautiful it is. But then we miss the part where God says, I wanted you to do that for me. You need to go into the ark so that you don't perish. So instead of just looking at what we did, God is saying, I brought you through that for a reason. I want to use that accomplishment, not for your glory, but for mine. So the world can see that these arcs that we build all throughout our lives aren't just there to say, I built this, but it's for us to go into so we can be protected from the floods all around us. Oh, pastor, what do you talk about? What do you mean? Well, there was a point in my life where I decided to go back to school. And I was going to go back to school and be a lawyer. I'm going to go into law. Why? Because, well, I like reading a lot. And they make good money. Pretty much that simple. So I said, okay, I'm going to go be a lawyer. So I started taking the classes, was doing all the things. And then I had a moment where God just hit me and said, you're, you're learning all of this law, man's law. And there's a way to help people using law. It's not bad. But what about my law? I have laws for your spiritual life. Laws that transcend man's laws. Are you going to learn my law? Are you going to put my law in your spirit? And so I changed my direction. I said, okay, I'm going to study your law. But then once I studied and I graduated and we had all the celebration and it was all done, and then what now? You graduated. You got a piece of paper in your hand. Is that it? 
I know your law, Lord. Great. But if I had just taken that paper and I just went out and maybe just gotten a job, just said, well, I'm going to get a job and doing this, and somehow in ministry, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get a job. But that wasn't the purpose of the paper. That wasn't the purpose of the journey. It wasn't even the job. It was so that in learning his law, I would understand how to operate in this world. That the ark that he showed me how to build, that me and my family could go into that ark and be protected from the perils of this world. And when the things came and the floods would wash over and destroy things, that we would say, well, we have the law of Christ. We know from where our help comes from. We know who to turn to. We know how to pray. We know how to come together as a family and say, Lord, help us through each and every situation we're going to face in our lives. See, God takes us through things. He wants to challenge us. God holds us accountable in everything we do because he's looking to see what we believe, what we really believe. Is he our cornerstone? Is Christ the place that we look to first in our decision making? And do we worship him or do we worship the ark? Do we worship the things that we build? Or do we realize we are building the things because it helps us worship him, our creator? Whatever you have planned for this year, things you want to get done, things you want to see happen in your life, make God the Christ first and watch how he uses the things we want to do we'll accomplish it he will accomplish the goals but watch how he uses the goals to bring out his kingdom in us we're all kingdom builders on the inside and on the out so what is it that we're building we're going to be real intentional in 2020. We're going to do things on purpose. We're going to be builders on purpose. Are you with me? Yeah. Amen. Every once in a while, I just need a little amen. As Liz has already come forward, we are challenged in this year to look at what God is doing to ask ourselves, what are you building in me, Lord? Inside of me. I'm still here, so you're still building something. Maybe you feel like your house is all undone and your kingdom has been built already on the inside. Well, I'll say maybe he's adding on some new additions. Maybe he's upgrading the roof a little bit. Maybe he's putting on a new porch. I don't know, a sunroom for you. Whatever it is, We're not blameless, Papa, but we all have our arts. 